Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. As I was thinking of the preparation for this little talk that I want to give to you, it was on a day that was probably one of the chilliest, rainy, and darkest days I've known in May. And I sat there for a while, both thinking of what I want to say and thinking of what I should like to see in another day. And something very interesting occurred to me, and it's something that has interested me for a good part of my adult life. You know, we look out at the the cold, the, the wetness, and the darkness, and we might think immediately, what a depressing sight. And the best we can say about such an occasion is that it is really a wonderful excuse for an afternoon nap. But you know, there is a curious relationship between nature and the human spirit. And I wonder if you've ever thought about it. Have you noticed that when nature is entering its kind of sleep, a quiescent period in late fall and in winter, for some reason or other, the human spirit comes more deeply alive. We, in that that cold, that, that chill, our minds, our hearts, our, our intellects, our attention seems to grow. I know this was true when I was teaching in the university out in California, that some of my most productive times as an academician were actually in the winter, where in the summer, the humans slow down, take it a little easier, while nature is flourishing and blooming and growing. And I thought as I sat on that somewhat dreary day of what I would say, and suddenly my heart was filled with some profound memories and some insights for which I thank God as I turned inwardly to my mind and to my heart. And when I said a silent prayer to God for the gift of the power of memory. For I knew that you would be hearing this little talk on May 13th, Thursday, which is in the Roman calendar, Ascension Thursday. Although here in the Ohio dioceses we actually celebrate the feast day on the following Sunday, it will always remain for me the Thursday that we just mentioned, Ascension Thursday. And my memory took me back to my time when I was studying in Germany. Now, this is 50 years ago. But I studied in a part of Germany that was very heavily Catholic. And in fact, the part of Germany, Bavaria, was known to be a center of Catholic life. And it was my first experience of living in an intense and historic Catholic culture, which is not true of the experience of of Catholics necessarily in the United States. And I remember particularly the celebration of Ascension Thursday while I was there. 
And because it was a major feast day, it was also a state holiday in Bavaria. And there was a tradition among the Bavarians that on Ascension Thursday, you would attend Mass in the morning, and then you would take a hike. You would actually ascend up into the hill country to visit your favorite monastery and there to have lunch and admittedly also to sample their beer. And it was just a marvelous folkish uh, experience in which the belief, the faith, the liturgical practice of Catholicism became an integral part of their everyday life. And in fact, it, uh, it is simply interesting how when the Lord is ascending into heaven, we ascend in a sense in our human life, our bodily reality. We kind of uh, replicate that ascension and we're ascending with Christ eventually into heaven. In fact, in the words of the first preface for Ascension Tide. The prayer is, God ascended, not to distance himself from our lowly state, but that we, his members, might be confident of following where he, our head and founder, has gone before. Our Lord Jesus Christ ascended into heaven not to depart from us, not to be distant from the succeeding generations after his historical presence here in Palestine 2,000 years ago, but in order to be free from all historical and spatial restraints, in order to be near to every faithful throughout all time and all space. And the culture that I experienced in my studying in Germany was an embodiment of that gospel, of the nearness of the Ascended Lord in everyday life. So that our very daily habits, how we celebrated months and days and years, was going to be a constant reminder of the presence of God and a constant participation in all of the mysteries of the faith, year by year, that even in the little habits of our life, the greetings that we give to each other. Uh, usually, when you meet someone in Germany, you will say, Guten Tag, good day, good morning. In Bavaria, they'd say, Grüß Gott. That is God's blessing, God's greeting. And this ascension celebration, this ascension of God, in uh, of Jesus Christ into his heavenly glory, and his continuing presence among us is a real part of the challenge of our Easter season, fast coming to a close. And as a part of the Easter season, as we have been celebrating it, we are called incessantly by the prayers and by the scripture readings at our liturgies to make the Paschal Mysteries the dying, rising, and ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, a part of our everyday life and the life of the society around us. We are called, certainly, to a life of personal holiness in Jesus Christ. That is our initial vocation. 
But as part of that vocation, we are called to make the faith that we profess an actual fact in our daily living, in our habits, and in the way that we live in our particular world. And we are called also to transform that world around us according to the pattern of Jesus Christ. Remember that the Second Vatican Council said that this is a particular vocation of the laity, to take their Catholic faith into their world of work and of recreation and into the world of of education and to begin by the presence that can be felt in their own life of our Lord Jesus Christ to transform that world around them. I admit that in our own day this is an arduous task. I remember an experience that John Henry Newman had very early in his life when he said that there are two things that were deeply planted in my mind and heart that I remember throughout my life. The one is the luminous sense of the existence of God, firm and radiant. And the other came from looking out at the world and thinking that God created this world to be a reflection of his own life, but yet it seems to be filled with some darkness, some cruelty, some unfaithfulness. And he said the second fact that came to mind was the terrible consequences of the fall of Adam and Eve and how, in fact, our life in Christ is to always proclaim the goodness and the power of God, and to allow it to be reflected more brilliantly in the world and the life around us. It is an arduous task today in our society where we find so often so few reflections of the love of God, let alone our Catholic culture. But this is a work both of fidelity to our Lord Jesus Christ, descended into heaven but yet present to us in so many ways, and a work of compassion for the proclamation that we make and the life that we live is given to us not only for our own salvation, but for the good of others. And this witness is a gift of love and an expression of the gracious concern of our Lord Jesus Christ. 